So this is Secret Society debriefing for Bees, post-Mission 5. Here's Bees. Bees? Okay, I'm back. Oh, okay, that would explain. Uh... Greetings, citizens. It's hard to believe, but it's been a full year since I started Paranoia, Fight Together, or Die a Clone. Or at least, I guess I should say that last year the first episode came out on July 5th, so it's been a year minus two days. But of course we started recording long before I published the first episode, so it's really been over a year in some ways. Still, I think that 50 episodes, or 52 I think roughly if you count the .5 episodes, is a good place to mark the anniversary, so to speak. And boy, this is a interesting place to have our anniversary. I was really hoping that I could fit the entirety of this play session where we the players sat down into just one episode, but sadly I can't. So we're actually going to start with the secret debriefing of bees, which I feel is also a good introduction for the meeting with Dr. Elroy. There will be a wonderful little stopping point, and then in episode 51, we will finish the Dr. Elroy segment, and then conclude with some other small events that happen afterwards as a result of the things that will occur. Some of the jokes from this episode, however, will continue so nicely into the next one that before you listen to 51, I would highly recommend listening to 50 a second time, if that's something you can spend the time to do. Anyways, now that you know the agenda, let us begin with this secret debriefing for bees, post-mission 5. Right. So, secret society uh, debriefing bees, post-mission 5. Yep. Where shall we begin? Uh, I, I guess that, like, that's up to you since I have to be contacted. That's true. So your mission, which you received kind of uh, in the middle of everything, was to make the play that was being performed more pro-mutant. And uh, it seems that you did pretty successfully, actually. And uh, I think you got away with it, but we'll find out about that later, I guess. Right. I never like to tell my players that they've gotten away with something. Even if they have, and there's absolutely no repercussions coming in the future, if they think that bad things might happen, that's more interesting. At the very least, they should have to wonder if they did everything right or not for a while. I almost kind of slipped up here and told Bees that nothing bad was going to happen as a result of her actions, but I managed to salvage my sentence and make it sound more ambiguous at the end. Of course, there is a little ambiguity because any of the other players might know and realize what she's done, and I, the Game Master, wouldn't necessarily know how aware the players are that she was trying to make the play more pro-mutant. All I really know is that none of the NPCs noticed anything was amiss. So it is technically possible that something bad will happen, but that's something that uh, even I can't tell you. Well, actually, I can tell you because we've gotten all the way to Mission 7 or so in the actual game, and but uh, at this point I wouldn't be able to tell you, so, you know, you get it. Yeah, you get it. Alright, that alone was not enough to get you to 5th degree, but you are very close. Oh, but Let's I completely see. removed mutants from the from the play. You did, but it's a very uh, small objective compared to objectives like uh, sabotage insect. You know. Yeah. Um, so you got as much of the score as you could for that objective, but unfortunately, you didn't really have much of any progress towards fifth degree yet. But now okay. you're most of the way there. Great. 
Do they have to tell me anything about Elroy? Yes. Uh, well, pretty shortly after you watch that videotape, you are going to be receiving some Scion brainwaves. Love the brainwaves. Uh, and the brainwaves are going to tell you that Dr. Elroy is not particularly important, actually, to the Scions. Uh, the Scions don't really care about robots very much, um, but in the sense that he's an ultraviolet, that is important. So anything that you can learn that would be useful about any treasonous activities he does obviously would be great, but they're not very interested in stealing his technology. Thank God. Um, although, I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure you could sell it for billions of credits if you manage to steal something, but... Um, um. Is anything an ultraviolet does actually treasonous? Like, can they even do treason? Well, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's debatable, isn't it? Uh, can't be a commie, I guess. Can't so, do that. they just want to know if he is or isn't a commie, essentially. Well, any secret societies he's in would be important to know. Okay. Um, or, you know, if he's got a secret button that blows up Alpha Complex, that would be important to know, or... I don't know. I don't know. They don't, nobody knows. Okay. Well, Ultraviolets are, are mysterious people. Um, you know, but I'll you you are it. you're basically off the hook. They're not gonna make you do anything crazy. That's excellent. That feels good, and I like to hear it. Uh huh. Of course, sadly, that does mean that you don't really get a chance to do something to get to fifth degree. Um, except. No, well, what if here. I expose Elroy as a mutant? Well, then uh, that would be fantastic. Although I don't think. He's what is the uh, power. the like the frequency of mutants in Alpha Complex from a Scion perspective? We've had this conversation a couple times. I know, um, <laughs> but uh, very high, but very few of them manifest in the way that player character mutant powers do. You know, most people's mutations are rather minor and uninteresting. Hmm. What's the highest clearance registered mutant? It's a good question. Um. I'm sure you've seen Indigo registered mutants, or heard of them, I mean. I don't know if you would have heard of anything higher than that. Well, I've probably met some registered mutants through the Scions. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I would have, I assume, heard of them. Probably. Seen them, whatever. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, yes, I think so. One sec. Let me just check some stuff. How horrifying. Okay, so this is um this is a long-term mission. This is not something that will necessarily come up in the next mission, but it will come up someday. And so you must be prepared. There is a registered mutant by the name of Frederick Y. V-A-N. Van? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and this man... What's his number? Seven. Okay. And this man is going to... uh due to reasons, uh, be trying to murder you. Oh? Yeah. Do I know those reasons? Uh, no. Did the Scions know? Yes. Is he a Scion? Maybe. It's it's not, it's not important that you know, um, anything except what he looks like, which they, uh, give you some pictures of him. Well, what does he look like? Um, he is a pretty large guy. He's not the tallest, but he's very, he's very big and mm-hmm. bulky and pretty intimidating. Um, he's wearing some kind of 
tech services uniform, although you don't quite recognize it. Uh, and obviously it's yellow because he's yellow. Right, right. Okay. Uh, anyways, the scions, the scions wish to impart onto you the knowledge that uh, this man mm-hmm. uh, is a mutant. Uh, his mutant power is not known exactly what it is. But he's re- registered. Ah, uh, yes. He is a registered mutant, so how is it possible that we don't know what his mutant power is? This is what we, as in we game masters in general, call making a little fucky-wucky. Common causes of this are when you stay up until four in the morning before you do the debriefing for somebody, and you don't think of very good objectives because you're stupid. Now, let's see if Gosts can recover his campaign and make it okay, or if he has to admit that he's a moron. Yes, uh, you are correct. But, um, it's, it's, it's complicated, they tell you. Uh, he's, Mm -hmm. he is registered as some kind of, some, some kind of matter manipulation guy, but they have reasons to believe that this might not be true. Okay. Um, and he's going to be trying to kill you. Am I allowed to fight back? Yes. Uh, they would like you to kill him. Oh. Actually. Okay. Um, and they would also like you to not talk to him at all, or have anyone in your team talk to him, uh, ever. How, what, like, what's the hierarchy of, of these things happening? Like, kill him is more important than not talk to him, I assume, right? Well, ideally, you will prevent him from talking to you by killing him. Does he know what I look like? Yes. Okay. Uh, hmm. Hmm. And this man may appear at any time in any mission, main mission or side mission, to attempt oh, to murder uh, you. Kill him. I just need to, like, like, basically kill one of his clones, right? Or do I need to get him erased? Like, can, what does that mean? Well, that would be fantastic, but kill him any time he shows up. He may come at you one time or more than one time. Oh, he's just, he's just gonna keep coming? I'm just gonna keep killing him? And not Perhaps. talking about it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, any questions that I haven't already said that I won't answer? I have an out-of-character question. Sure. Uh, what is the stupidity rating on reporting him as a scion? <laughs> to who? To insect to get him erased. Um, that would be extremely stupid. Okay. Well, it sounds a little bit weird looking back on it now, but at the time, I think I covered for myself all right. In any case, the mutant power that he has is not so important as the fact that there's some kind of other scion faction, perhaps, which is trying to kill bees now. As for exactly why that's happening, well, there's some reasons behind it, but mostly I instigated this because bees is just having too easy of a time. There's not enough terrible things happening to bees for my taste, so I decided I needed to add something. We will either learn more about this or maybe not learn more about this, depending on what happens when bees actually encounters this individual, assuming that she does, which she probably will. But I don't want to talk about it too much before we figure out if bees is or is not going to get a chance and motive to actually speak with this person, or if she's going to listen to her orders and try not to hear anything that they say. I will tell you because I think this might have happened off recording, that Bees has decided to tell the rest of the party that there is going to be someone trying to kill her. She's not going to specify why, exactly, because that would be a little bit too obvious. But, uh, as best as I can deduce, her logic is, if I try to fight this person alone, and I don't have anyone watching my back, probably going to lose a clone or two. 
Whereas if I tell a party, I might lose a clone due to treason, but there's also a chance that I might not die at all. I mean, hypothetically speaking, just saying that there's someone who wants to kill you doesn't really narrow down your society that much. It might make a few seem more likely than others, but really, people in Alpha Complex just kind of like killing each other a lot. In any case, that concludes the secret debriefing for bees, so let's go straight to the next segment, which will be explained as we go through it. This is Paranoia, Fight Together or Die a Clone, post-mission 5. This is ready for another 200 years of side quests. 200 years of side quests, yes, thank you. Um, This one is a special side quest because it's a mandatory bonus side quest. It is going to visit a particular ultraviolet citizen uh, at his home. Hey, Goss. Having a pleasant conversation with him. Yes. Uh, Is this going to take one of our time units? No, actually, I was going to get to that now. This is not going to take one of your time units because you must do it. And I am a generous god. That means another... Should we get bonus time units? We should get bonus time units. This ultraviolet is wasting my time. Not that generous. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, I don't remember if there was an appointed time. I don't think I ever specified exactly what day it is. And that doesn't really matter so much. So, on a day, uh, a particular day... Forest day. Sure. You are all summoned. By summoned, I mean, um, for convenience purposes, all of you are to arrive at the same location in, yeah, let's just say Sector CID. Uh, you have to go straight to Sector CID on your own. Unfortunate for you. You don't get a limo or anything. Nice. This ultraviolet can't afford to pay our travel costs? Um, I think it's less can't afford and more doesn't. Care? Won't. Yeah. Isn't. So, so how much was it? How, oh, you you don't have to actually pay credits. Don't. Oh, okay. I didn't even say that. Beast is the one that said that. Please trick me. Please why'd you trick me? I, I'm sorry. Better be. What's Elroy's whole name? Elroy? Uh, Elroy UCID8. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is his sector that, sector that he owns. Man, how do you get to be ultraviolet on only eight clones? Uh, I'm pretty sure that they can just edit what their number shows. Are you suggesting he's died? Uh, I know he's died eight times. Eight times? At least. Just a quick reminder slash refresher in case you don't know, secret discussions in this game often happen through typing to each other while we're talking. Usually I cut these typing noises out because it's not super important if you know when we're having these conversations. I'll fill you in on what they were about when it becomes relevant. But sometimes it is kind of important to know when we're having the discussion. I'm telling you this for absolutely no reason in particular. Sorry, I have something to do. I'm having a quick discussion. Quick discussion. I wonder who you're having a discussion with. What? I'm not... Hold on, let me see. This or that? (laughs) Yeah, that's. You're making typing noises, bro. Okay. (laughs) I do. I I try to think if it was picking up, and the answer is yes. It's fine. <laughs> well, just don't think about it when the place explodes. I'm <laughs> telling you, if the place explodes, I'll be mad at you. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you have a nuclear hand grenade. I would like it if you did not blow up the ultraviolet house. At least give me a heads just up. Personally. Like, like, say something stupid. Be like, dang, meeting you was a real blast. And then I can, like, you know, scream. Yeah, if you're going to set off a bomb, say meeting you was a real blast. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. So when you arrive in Sector CID, it's pretty normal. It's a big city sector. It's only when you get to the uh, specified... Mansion? Location? No, I'm, I'm going to say it's when you get to the specified um, transit center uh, that you start to notice um, some, some gigantic white uh, structures in the distance. Once you are here in the Sector CID travel district, there actually is an auto car waiting for you. It's a very... It's a big, fancy yellow auto car. It appears to be un- unmanned, so to speak, but it's got a big uh, holographic projection on the side. Not a holograph, I guess, more like a, a digital display, but it looks very fancy, and uh, it's got your names on it. It's cycling through them, and then it cycles through over here with an exclamation mark. Oh, that's cute. Like when you go to the airport and the guy in the movies and he holds up the sign, mm-hmm. but it's the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get in. Yeah, getting in. All right, uh, so you all get in, and the auto car says, "Greetings, citizen. You are on your route to CID Sector Elroy U, Palace Gate entrance." Palace. <laughs> That's all it says. What the hell's a palace? All right, uh, you all buckle up for safety, uh-huh. and then you uh, start driving. And as you drive down one of the main roads in Sector CID. You can see as you get closer that there is just this gigantic, um, I guess, fortress. Wow. It's just this gigantic gleaming white. It's um, it's slightly bigger than you would expect the skyscraper to be. Significantly bigger than you'd expect the skyscraper to be, actually. And uh, the interesting thing about it is that there are four smaller structures around it. Um, okay. Four very, very much smaller, more reasonable skyscraper-sized towers. Um, and everything is white, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's lots of normal buildings, like, uh, between these towers. But then each of the towers has a bridge to the main tower, as well as a bridge to the uh, other two, and but not the one that's across from it directly, because that would be geometrically unfeasible. So is it like and a diamond, or is it a square? I guess that depends on your point of view, but I'm going to say it's a diamond. Um, okay. If you were to look at it from a city grid perspective. Awesome. That looks great. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, so, you head to one of them in particular, uh, I guess you don't really know the sector, I don't think any of you have been here before, so it doesn't really matter to you too much which one it is, and, uh, you get to the base of it, and a big, uh, rolling parking garage door opens up, and you can see that there is a a very fancy and new-looking combat on either side of the garage door, and you pull in. And Does he look you... retrofitted or made from scratch? <laughs> they're brand new looking? <laughs> yeah, they're brand new looking. I said brand new looking. I'm not going to specify further. Unless somebody makes a bot spotting roll. I can make a bot spotting roll. Shut up. Alright, you pull into the parking garage. <laughs> <Get over here. laughs> he wants okay. to spot those bots. And the, the door rolls down behind you. Um, it is completely pitch black in here. And then uh, some red lights turn on. And you are in the parking garage antechamber, perhaps? There's a there's an identical door in front of you, a roll-up garage door. And on either side of you, there is a glass booth uh, with some people looking in, uh, mostly infrareds. And then uh, there are some really large chain gun turrets in uh, oh. the ceiling. And okay. um, Are they looking at us? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, one of the infrared citizens presses a button inside his glass booth, and he says, 
Hello, visitors. Please step out of the vehicle real quick. Okay. Okay. All right. Step out of the vehicle. Yeah. Step out All of right. the vehicle. Okay. Uh, the room flashes a couple of different colors. And then he says, Oh, yeah, you might want to close your eyes for this. Uh, but it's already too late. Well, how blind am I? I'm wearing sunglasses. Does that count? Does that help? Yeah, that helps. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all wearing sunglasses at this point. We're orange. Yeah. All right, I guess you're all fine then. Congratulations. In any case, uh, once they once that happens, it looks like all the people in there are looking at some results. And uh, after that, the door opens and a couple of people walk out. And uh, they walk up to you guys and they say, All right, come in here and we're going to have you put all your equipment that could be dangerous, disruptive, or otherwise, you know, like the, the, and uh, stuff them in some lockers real quick. Okay. Okay. All right, they lead you behind one of the doors uh, and into a room that's filled with lots and lots of lockers. Okay. What specifically um, are we allowed to keep? I, I'm getting to that, don't worry. <clears throat> uh, you go up to a section that's marked Guest Lockers. And uh, he picks four of them at random, and he pulls out some keys for them, uh, and opens them up, and he gives each one of you a key, and he says, this key is your proof that this is your locker, and contains your equipment, in case of doppelgangers, identity theft, etc. So please hang on to it. Okay. okay. All right. <sighs> List of banned equipment. Everything you own. All right. No, not really. Um, so like, I'm taking off my shirt. Well, you can keep your clothes. I own my clothes. Uh, you put your shirt back on. You can keep your PDC. Okay. Uh, you can't keep any guns or knives or swords or truncheons. How about this Um, comically large truncheon on my back? They look at it and they say, is that, can you hit people with that? Well, I can hit people with pretty much anything. My room and dustpan. I look at your hands and I start like making shaking head noises. My fists. Um, you should probably put it in the locker. Okay. My fist? No. Uh, okay. Let's see. What? What, what about like saying? medication? We can keep that. Nope. No drugs. Okay. Uh, no electronics other than you can keep your PDC and you can petition for any electronics that you want to keep. How about but my absolutely... analytics display? What? My bot analytics display eight hundred. Um. As long as you're willing to let us scrutinize it, yes. Okay. All right. They take your uh, little carry-on case, pop it open, and they examine the display inside, and they put it through some kind of scanner uh, in uh, the back of this room. And then they give it back to you, and they say, okay, you can take this. Excellent. (laughs) That is an incredibly evil laugh. (laughs) Okay. Let's continue. You finished? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. No weapons, no electronics, no medicine. Um, you can wear armor, but you wouldn't have your... Or no, you would have your your, your reflect armor. So if you're wearing reflect armor, then uh, you get to keep it. Can I keep my drink? Um, actually, there's no outside food or drink allowed. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I'll have them inspect my armor. All right. They inspect all your armors and they give them back to you. Um, let me see. Am I forgetting anything really obvious? I don't think so. You basically just said everything, so... Do any of you have any really large items in your inventory that I have not otherwise mentioned? Nope, I feel good. No, I don't think so. Because if you do canonically, they're looking at it right now. I don't have any of that shit. 
We have like big coils of rope usually on us. Uh, yeah, that's banned. Okay. No gigantic cords of plastic cord. God, you can't even imagine what troubleshooters get up to with that kind of shit. Trust me. The Yeah, I know. How about this pen? Can I keep this pen? Pens are allowed as long as they get inspected. Okay, you can inspect this pen. Okay. Gas mask? inspect the pen. No, fuck no. Okay. <laughs> Finally. What the hell is wrong with you? Why do you carry around a gas mask? <laughs> this guy gets it. Sometimes I have trouble breathing. Okay. Um, I think that's, that's, uh, I think that's, I think we're good. If you have anything that you think I would need to look at, let me know now and we can look at it. Otherwise, I might say, wait, that would have gotten caught during inspection. Because there's a lot of fucking items in this game, so don't blame me. <clears throat> I feel pretty good. Okay, now we need a blood sample from all of you. A blood sample? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Okay. Is this like a right. security measure, or do you just want our blood for some reason? He just looks at you. Listen, you encounter some weird people. You're taking our blood. I feel like we can ask where it's going. It's going into this machine, he says, and uh, he points to he points through the doorway to the glass booth to one of the machines. Can we tell what kind of machine it is? Is there a label on it, like Mutant Detector 10,000? Yeah. Uh, there's no labels on it. Okay, then well, I just... You can have my blood. Who, who needs it? Right. It's just blood. He sits each of you down, and he takes uh, just a small syringe full of blood from you. Ouch. It takes uh-huh. a couple minutes to go through all of you. Uh-huh. Uh, and they put it in the machine. And eventually he comes back and he says, all right, congratulations. None of you are nanobot swarms. The hell is a nanobot swarm? Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, you may now return to your vehicle. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you get back into the vehicle. The door in front of you uh, opens up, the garage door. You drive through. The door closes behind you. You're now in another room uh, with another garage door in front of you. And somebody walks out and taps on your windshield. Who is it? It's uh, just an infrared with a clipboard. I lean out of the window. What's up? Can we uh, roll down the window? All right. You roll down the window and he says, Just a quick check. Have any of you uh, sworn allegiance to anyone attempting to kill uh, Dr. Elroy? Who would want to kill Dr. Elroy? Oh, I guess guess a lot of people. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to need your answer for that. Uh, No. Uh, No. All right. And uh, none of you have uh, sworn allegiance or are associated with... Anyone who wishes any ill will towards Dr. Elroy, correct? That is, is that correct. not the no. same question? I, yeah. No. No, it is not the same question. The wording is different. No. no. Uh, none of you are here to uh, destroy this building or cause harm to any employees or equipment, correct? Correct. 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 He stares at you for about three minutes silently, and then he just walks away. Uh, the door in front of you opens. Was he a, was he a, a lot of infrareds mutant? here. Uh, he, infrared or no? he did not have a band to indicate okay. he was a registered mutant. Alright, so the auto car automatically goes through. And finally, you're in a parking garage. And it pulls up to a uh, elevator transit station inside of the parking garage. And it says, You may now leave the auto car. Please enjoy your stay at Palace Gate Tower. Alright, get out of the auto car. Alright, uh, everybody gets out and uh, the auto car just slides away. Now you're standing in front of a bunch of elevators. What do you do? Is there anybody here to greet us or the direct us or anything? Not. You hit the up button? Yeah. All right. As soon as your finger touches the uh, button, you hear a, <clears throat> and it says, You are not on the employee register. Yeah, we're guests. We just went into the guest tower. Like, what do you mean, not on the employee register? You're even, you don't even understand what I'm saying. You're a robot, aren't you? It's racist. There's no response. Uh, I thought so. 
All right. Uh, after a few seconds, one of the elevator doors opens up, um, and a Jacobot steps out, and he says, Hello, citizens. Troubleshooters. Hi. Party of one, correct? No? Yes, one party of tr- no? one party of troubleshooters. Do you mean party of four? four? Uh, the bot gets back into the elevator, and it closes. Bye. Okay. Another elevator door opens up, and a Jacobot steps out, and he says, Hello, troubleshooters. Party of four, correct? Yes. Correct! I pat him, yes. Yeah, there you go, good job. Please step into the elevator with me. Okay, I step into the elevator with him. This was actually another Game Master mistake. Or not really a Game Master mistake, just a slip of the tongue. I don't know why I said party of one, that's just not correct. But fortunately the players caught it, and so I just made it into... I don't know, I guess you could call it a gag, I guess you could call it a gotcha. Things like this happen quite often, and uh, in the world of paranoia, fortunately, it makes complete sense if something strange and unexpected happens. The obvious explanation, and I think the one that would be canonical, I guess I would say, is that there's other troubleshooters coming to visit. Anyways, I hope you aren't too exasperated by all of these security measures in place. As we continue through the tower, I will get exponentially faster in terms of describing them. The problem is, of course, that when you're dealing with ultraviolets, you're dealing with the tightest security that exists in the game. I can't just sort of haphazardly describe something and then later, if I need an even more secure place for the players to go into, have something even more complex? No, this is the home of an ultraviolet. This should be the tightest security. By establishing just how bizarrely strict it is, I have a point of reference for anything else the players encounter. I hope that makes some kind of sense. I guess this isn't a subject that I've ever tried to put into words before, it's just something that I have in my head. Maybe sometime in the future I'll try to explain it better. But let's just continue for now. What's your name? My name is Jacobot ID 4353-3989. None of us are ever going to remember that. Your new name is Jack. Very well. You may refer to me as Jack. Stop doing that. Um, okay, so all of you get in. And uh, the elevator door closes, the Jackabot presses some buttons, and you start going up. Uh, there's not really much to see here. The elevator has some glass segments, but all it lets you see is the elevator shaft and the doors going by. Um, it is very nice and fancy and clean. Is there any music? No, it's dead silent. <sighs> Please make some music. Oh no. Don't make music. I will not. Do you have anything you want to say to the Jackabot or ask it or anything you want to do? I'm cool. Uh... No, it's an elevator. This is the place where you stand awkwardly and try not to make any conversation. Yeah. Okay, eventually the doors open, and uh, the Jackabot steps out, and presumably all of you do too. Yes. Uh-huh. I presume correctly. Uh, you're now standing in a perhaps slightly overly designed hallway. It's got a bit of a, a trapezoid shape going, with the uh, the ceiling being wider than the floor, and uh, it's got some... some Support beams that you're not sure if they're actually supporting anything. I don't know. Maybe they are. Um, but it's very, it certainly looks very cool. Uh, there's lots of doors and, uh, the hallway extends in many directions and, uh, has some turns off. And the Jackobot says, please follow me. And it begins heading down the hall. I can follow Jack. Please follow it. All right. Uh, after, uh, just a short time, uh, you arrive at a door. The Jackobot touches a scanner and it opens. You all step inside. Uh, in here, there's lots of people, and there's, um, there's a fucking, uh, you know. Do we? What's the cable car? Yes, there's a cable car in here. <laughs> Do you mean a train? How many people is lots of people? 
Uh, there's about um, three or forty people in here. Clearances. Um, I assume that there are other people who saw the robot. Uh, there are many clearance levels in here. Actually, there's uh, infrareds, reds, orange, yellow, green, blue. Um, you're not sure if there's any indigos or not. You don't see any at the moment, but kind of a crowd, so, you know. Anyways, uh, there's lots of cable cars going in and out. The Jackobot, uh, takes you towards one that does not have anyone waiting in line at all. And the door to the cable car opens, and the Jackobot walks in and says, please, step inside. Yeah. Okay. Assume that I just follow the directions of the Jackobot, unless he tells me to do something insane. <laughs> I'm just giving anyone an option to message me something insane if they want to. Um. Okay, I crashed the train with no survivors. I'll show you a trolley problem. Cable car doors close, and you are on your way. Um, a giant metal gate opens up that just has a tiny hole for the actual cable, and uh, you slide out of the building. And you are now um, maybe like 40 or 50 stories up in the air, uh, and you can look down upon all of CID sector below you. <sighs> when am I going to be turned into Bahama in Sector Sid? Just a short ways below you, you can see the uh, giant bridge that leads to the central tower, but it looks like you are going above it. Um, In fact, there's a very bizarre network of cables. It looks like there's some support beams coming up off of the bridge, and then uh, your cable car goes forwards for a while. But then as it reaches that first support beam, um, it hooks onto something that is distinctly not a cable with a clanking sound. Uh, And then the cable car moves to the side and starts to rise up. Uh, and you start going up even higher in the air. Okay. All right. And uh, cool stuff. after a while, you stop going up. Uh, you go to the side in the other direction. There's a clank again. And you resume going on a cable car. But now you're like mm, 70 stories up. Uh, and you head into the central tower. There's another gate similar to the one that you came out of on the cable car. And it opens. And you enter. And it closes. And the door opens. And the Jackobot says, please step out. And you all step out. Uh, after that, you go through a door to the next room, and in the next room, um, you get scanned by some beams of light again, and the Jackabot says, you may want to close your eyes for this. Oh, I got sunglasses on. But it's too late. But you had sunglasses on, so don't worry about it. <laughs> after that, you finally uh, walk in to a hallway, uh, and this is a gleaming, uh, shining indigo hallway, and the bot says, do not be alarmed. You have been granted temporary permission to be here. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, and this indigo hallway has bizarre light fixtures you've never seen before. Um, it's trimmed with all kinds of fancy materials. It is so shiny and spotless that your dirty troubleshooter shoes uh, leave smudges. But fortunately, a scrub bot immediately comes out of the wall and begins cleaning them up as you walk. I feel dirty. Would you care for a quick auto-cleanse before you visit Dr. Elroy? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. What's an auto-cleanse entitled? A particle beam will scrounge all of the dirt and uncleanliness from your bodies and uniforms and equipment. Yes, please, please. I want that. All right. Uh, yeah, you I'll get uh, You go backwards for two seconds, and then you go down another hallway, uh, and then the door opens, and then you walk inside, and this just kind of looks like a bathroom of some kind. It's just got a big couple of showers in it, and says, Step inside. Please do not undress. That is not necessary. Okay. okay. You want to step inside? I step inside right. and I don't undress. Each yeah. of you steps inside one of them, and uh, the ceiling opens up, and you hear a <laughs> noise. What's it doing to my body? Uh, you don't feel Cleaning anything, really. Jackass. It feels a little bit windy. Do I feel cleaner? Uh, and then eventually the ceiling closes again, uh, and you feel really clean. Do we look clean? Yeah. Dang. Cool. All right. 
you step outside. The scrub bot is just finishing the last smudges. Uh, and now you stop leaving ugly smudge marks in the hallway. You feel shiny and new. Yeah. Cool. Incredible. Where's the bathroom? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, the Jackabot backs you up again until you're at the door you were at before and then points to the opposite door and says, This is the restroom. Okay. I'm going to use that real quick. You know, the thing about using the bathroom in a game like Paranoia is that everybody knows you're doing something secret and stupid. When people get really into role-playing games, they'll even role-play being hungry or thirsty. They'll say that their character wants a drink or wants to eat something. This is all well and good. But... Nobody ever really says my character's got to use the bathroom. It's just not something that we think of. And it's not really as polite of a subject, so I guess people don't usually bring it up very much. So, especially in paranoia, when somebody says, I'm just going to step into the bathroom real quick, what they're actually saying is, I'm going to do something treasonous and you can't stop me. In this case, Lights is retrieving the storage device hidden deep within inside of his body by turning intangible, his mutant power, and then turning tangible again and having it drop on the floor. All right, you uh, open the restroom door and you step inside into a very fancy and terrifying restroom. Well, can you define what terrifying restroom entitles? <laughs> no, these secrets are not meant for anyone. Okay. <laughs> you can barely comprehend it. Horrors <laughs> unseen. I don't know what I don't know what the toilet is or anything in here. What All do you right. do in the restroom? I go into a stall and close the door. Okay. You don't need to tell me the rest. Okay. Um, eventually... I'm going to that stall and open the door. I need to... Uh... Is, I'm is sorry, anyone, you do what? Is anyone else going into the restroom, or is it just like... Unofficial team leader told me to go to the bathroom. So I'm going to go to the bathroom. The most recent team leader. And open the door. I'll wait politely outside. Okay, so anyone who uses the bathroom uses the bathroom, and then uh, you all leave the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. And now the Jackabot finally uh, continues to take you. And uh, after Aeon's passed... Uh, you arrive at a very large, fancy double door. Um, it opens, and then you're in another antechamber. Are they still indigo? Uh, yes. And then in this room, there is a gigantic force field down the middle with two combots on your side and two combots on the other side. Uh, there's an overlooking platform with a very large combot. There are several turrets and several slots on the wall where more turrets can pop out, probably. Um, the combots look at you. Uh, and uh, the Jacobot puts his hand on a podium uh, in the center of the room. The fourth field lowers, and then you all walk through. Uh-huh. And finally, the next set of doors opens up, and you're in a hallway. And then beyond that, another set of doors opens up, and you're in another hallway. And this hallway uh, is ultraviolet clearance. It is white. And the Jacobot says, please do not be alarmed. You have temporary permission to be here. Will this permission last until we're, we can leave? Because I, you know... Ideally. Okay. Ideally. Uh, and then a shining, gleaming set of double doors opens up in front of you. And you're in a large, round room. This room has some nice carpeting. Uh, it's got some fancy hanging lights. Um, it's kind of... Uh, we, we would recognize it as kind of a postmodern uh, living room, perhaps. There's large, curved red couches that are arranged almost in a circle but slightly off-center and then there are cushy white chairs also arranged slightly off-center to create sort of a weird intermeshing spiral pattern of seats and things. Um, the room is cut in half by a force field that goes down the center and all the chairs nimbly uh, avoid this force field. And uh, the bot says, please have a seat here. 
The doctor will be with you momentarily. Take a seat on the yeah. couch. No, take that seat. <sighs> Please take a seat. Are you all going to sit on the same couch, or are you going <laughs> to no. space yourselves out? Or? Look at how many couches out. there are. I'm going to take my own. I'm choosing to sit on one of the couches and not the chairs specifically. All right. Uh, the Jacobot steps out of the room, um, and from another door, a robotler enters, which is quite similar to a Jacobot, although it's considerably uh, lighter in size and armor because it does it's not really meant for anything heavy duty uh and it is offering a tray of extra classic bouncy bubble beverage and says do any of you desire a drink yes please yes all right uh you can just take one off the tray all right can i take two certainly i'll take i I pop it open with a yeah i just start drinking it on the couch all right the robot butler leaves and uh now you're waiting here do you want to do anything what can we do without getting immediately annihilated by everything? Mm, there's some cool displays on the walls of the room. Let's go check out the displays. I'd love to look at right, those. Right, some of these are digital. Some of them are um, glass walls with something behind them. Let's see. You see some trophies. Um, most of them say uh, greatest invention of Alpha Complex Year so-and-so, best bought manufacturing of so-and-so sector of so-and-so month. It's got a lot of trophies. Some of, the, some of the ones that you see that are more interesting are... Um, there's a big golden, um, almost like a wrestling belt that's got engraved on it uh, what looks to be a, a simple, simplified uh, Dr. Elroy face and some faces of people you haven't seen before. And it says uh, Energy Hour Membership Club, number one, year 188 of the computer. Um, 188 is a long time ago. That is what? 22 plus 25 is 47. Yikes. So Dr. Elroy must be more than 47 years old, presumably from this. Wait, how old are we? I thought we were like 30. Well, yes, but I'm. he probably also wasn't a junior citizen at the time. Uh, so 47 plus 14, uh, you know. So he's probably at least 61. Probably more, because he probably didn't get this as soon as he came out of the junior citizen complex. He's probably somewhere around the, over... 60, is what I'm saying. I don't think I've ever seen somebody over 60. Um, as for as for your ages, really, you could be anywhere from uh, 20 to late 30s. Um, probably... Uh, I want to max out the age slider. Probably would not be drafted for troubleshooters spontaneously after that age, so, you know. 39. Okay. I'm sure that... Uh, I'm sure the fans are just dying to know all your canonical ages. Yeah. 100,000 million years old. That's not correct. All right. Um, a magical girl. Oh, okay. Some of the other things are digital displays, like I said. And uh, you see some of them are playing highlights of shows. You actually recognize some Inside the Minds Outside Machines, believe it or not. I'm not welcome to that show anymore. Mm. There's something that says uh, The Firing Range. You've heard of that show. It's a show about uh, guns. Wait, sorry. We could have gone to a firing range meeting instead and we went to It Mom. I mean, did you want to go you to a meeting about to robots to or a meeting Mom. about guns? Let's go to a gun meeting next time. Okay. Do we know what Energy Hour is? The Energy Hour Club? No idea. Okay. All right, so this guy's big into robots, big into guns, and big into showing his own accomplishments. All right, aren't you a psychologist? Anything else you'd like to tell me about him? Yeah, he's got an unhealthy fixation with his uh, <laughs> kindergarten teacher. Whatever we call it, junior citizen education specialist. Amazing. Um, his, his clone batter. Yeah, his clone batter. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, some other displays show a bunch of um, training manuals for lots of jobs and tech services and R&D. And it says, uh, with forward by Dr. Elroy, Elroy U, CID, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Um, Are any of these things from before Elroy was a U? No. Hmm. Um, that means he made ultraviolet at, like, maybe in his 20s. Again, you don't actually know how old he is. I'm just saying a minimum possible I'm, age. I, I am assuming like are ultraviolets like made or are they like trained you know um well i mean everyone decants at first as a infrared citizen um yeah but like are some people fast-tracked to godhood because this guy is like surely he'd have major accomplishments before he was ultraviolet right well probably but if so they're not displayed here that's weird maybe he's not proud of his time before being ultraviolet hmm Anyway, finally, a door opens on the other side of the force field, and uh, Dr. Elroy just kind of casually walks in. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, he is wearing a pretty simple-looking uh, white uniform, kind of a mix between maybe a scientist and a doctor and um, a Banana Republic dictator, maybe. It's got three golden buttons uh, on the front, uh, and then he's, he you can like see... He looks like Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> And there's some uh, white pants and white shoes, of course. Um, and as previously described, he's a sort of a cheerful-looking, uh, slightly chubby guy, kind of short. Maybe, maybe Santa Claus, maybe not. You don't know. Um, he's got a big beard, um, short hair. And he walks in and he says, Ah, oh, hello. I'm sorry if I kept you waiting. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's all right. No trouble at all, sir. I do apologize for, uh, he, he gestures widely at the massive force field that cuts this room in half between you and him. You see, my, uh, security team insists on it, even though I do enjoy meeting people face to face. This is face to face, but it is not quite face to face. But don't worry about it. Uh, he walks over slowly and, uh, he takes a seat on, uh, one of the red couches, actually. He's just gonna sit down in the middle of it. He crosses one leg over the other. And he's got a uh, a big tablet, uh, and he says, "Just so you know, uh, you are being recorded right now." I look around. How many cameras are there? Audio recording. I mean, oh, okay. This is for my research, of course. Understandable. But yes, there are about a hundred cameras here too. Okay. Um. So all of you come back over from the displays and take a seat, Ison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take a seat. All right. Chris Hansen. Um. <clears throat> so he just kind of smiles and he just silently looks around at all of you for a few seconds. Staring at him. The ultraviolet that's in a room with me. Just staring at him. I don't want to talk until this guy has told me to just talk. He says, very well. Should we just uh, get down to business then? Or is there anything you wish to discuss first? Is there anything we wish to discuss first? I don't know. I don't have anything that needs to be talked about. I like your show. Thank you. His um, show? <laughs> no, the show. Which one? <laughs> uh, you showed up on the the minds behind the machines show. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yes, I do love appearing there. We always have fascinating discussions. Although I do wish I could say more. I always wish I could say more. You know, I suppose I like hearing the sound of my own voice, but. 
I just love informing all the citizens of Alpha Complex about everything that I can going on in the wonderful world of technology. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking at my feet and I'm just blushing. Just, just, fu- I'm fucking red. Nerd! You're not red. Uh, you're orange, actually. I'm but, orange, um, but I look red. He says, all right. And uh, he gets a little digital pen out for his tablet and he says, so tell me about the incident in which you encountered these uh these things these machines well i was running on a ship and then i saw a swarm of them and i stepped on a couple of them and then i shot one i see so you uh it was already mobile by the time you saw it then uh me personally um, yes no. uh when i believe uh bees did you encounter it first was i there with you when you yeah, encountered it? yeah i no? was um walking down some stairs and suddenly in a doorway there was a wall I tried to, you that know, leave, but it wasn't a wall. It was a rock. And so I, I shot it, uh, and then it, like, exploded into all these um, robots. Uh, and then I ran after them, and I stepped on some of them. He looks very concerned by this. Having someone of a very high clearance level be kind of concerned with the players, but the players don't know exactly why, is always fun because the players will be absolutely terrified and have no idea what to say. There's kind of a lot going on in this conversation. The players want to get Dr. Elroy to like them, and each of the players has their own specific motivations related to Dr. Elroy, and they also want to not make him upset in any way. And Dr. Elroy has his own agenda of some kind presumably he wants to get some information out of the players since he invited them here and all but what exactly is he trying to get what does he want to know well i've decided it wouldn't be fun if i told you these things so you can go ahead and try to work out what exactly he's trying to do and what exactly he thinks and what exactly the players think of that as this conversation goes on it was on a ship filled with commies yeah, did you think it was? Oh, do you think it was working with the commies to keep yeah, us from leaving? Yeah, I feel leaving? like it was maybe working with the commies, filled with communists. But there were also romantics there. There were predominantly communists at the time when the robot was sighted by us. So, hang hang on a moment. So you okay? Uh, walked down the stairs to a door, and there was a wall inside the door frame. That is, is that what you're saying? Yes. Um. So. There was a door frame, and it was the door was open. But then, when I tried to leave, there wasn't. There was a wall. Very interesting. Mm. He starts writing some of this down, and he says, "So you said it was on a ship, correct? A boat. A boat. Yes. No, it was a ship. I, I feel no, like it was, it was a called ship. a boat. It was a the ship. boat. It was the boat. Boat. A ship. And the heat exhibit. A ship. And um." That's a little unusual, I have to say. I don't believe any of you are Armed Forces Navy, are you? Um, no, we we're troubleshooters. Were... At the time, there was trouble. In... Uh, remember when we said there were like a lot of commies on the ship? Yes. That was the trouble. Yeah. So many of them. Right, okay, I see. I suppose I can understand how that might happen. Um, so, he he seems he seems like he's not sure what to say now for some reason. Then he, he taps his pen on his chin. And he says... So when you, um, did you open the door yourselves when you walked into this place? That's a good question. Yes, we did. I see. We did? I think I we know, did. did you? We, I wasn't when we, there. When we were on the ship, 
I mean, we didn't say that to Goss, but I assume that the door was closed. And I mean, you pulled it. the door off its hinges, remember? Uh, we should we should tell. Oh, you should... And that's the same door. That's the door we pulled off the hinges. Yeah. We opened the door much earlier. Uh, how did it open? By the way, how was how did we open that door? Um, it was one of those old ship doors. Yeah, and also new ship doors, I guess, where you you spin a thing <clears> and then. Pull oh, it. that was the door. Okay, so then I'm gonna chime in and say, oh, that was the door. That when we tried to open it, it literally fell off its hinges. Uh, and then a lot of time passed, and then later we went in through that same doorway. And when we tried to exit, there was his the his robots. eyes his eyes seemed to light up, and he says, "The door fell off its hinges." You say, "Yes, yeah." The workers said they worked on it. They had just restored it. I see. I see. Yes. Ah, this is all coming together now. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Very good. Good to know. Good to know. And, um, come to think of it, what, why was your uh, reaction to shoot this wall? We were asked to. to. I beg your pardon? Sirius Sirius we told us to destroy it. And try to stop it. Try to yeah. catch him. And we did. We caught a bunch of them. Says that there was a secret evil robot bullet that can become walls. Oh, I see. So the troubleshooters are... Uh, yes. Okay. I understand. Right. I suppose that's inevitable. Hmm. Of course. Should we be Dives. on the lookout for these I... things in the future? Oh, yes. Yes, certainly. I mean, if you... Uh, yes. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll see them again someday, and you should be on alert uh, for whenever that happens. Is there, like, situations where they're more likely to show up that you found that we can be aware of? For instance, of? broken doors? Like, things that were broken or fell apart? Like, do they show up around those areas for some I reason? I mean, I'm guessing that it, he's thinking that, like, it made the door weak, and that's why it fell over so easily. But yeah. but it wasn't Are you saying that out loud? Door. Uh, yeah, sure. Hmm. Uh, he, he, he sort of smiles and he says, hmm, not exactly, no, I, um, hmm, how do I explain this? You see, the, the machines, they're, uh, they seem to wish to blend in with their environment, as I'm sure you know. But uh, they must, of course, recognize their environment. And it is my belief that because the door was not actually attached to the doorframe, it assumed, incorrectly, that this was simply a hole in the wall that it was patching up. Whereas in reality, it was a doorframe, which is obviously quite suspicious and does not exactly blend in if you were to block it. Hmm. Do you think they learn from their mistakes? Like, will they be more... I like to think that they do, he says, and he smiles. Uh, wouldn't that be bad, though? If <laughs> they... Oh, yes, of course, terrible. Awful. Okay. He frowns. Does he seem to think that that's <laughs> terrible and awful? Um, he's putting on, he's making a frowny face now. Wait, uh, there's a roll for this, let me make it. Very, very, uh, yeah, there's a, you want to roll Moxie on this Ultraviolet? Go ahead. Roll I Moxie like on the Ultraviolet, Moxie on this ultra... Oh, oh, I'm not good at this. Do I'm going to do, do it anyway, anyway though. Yes! I, I don't think we need to roll Moxie. You know, I feel like since we're rolling, I should also roll. Yeah, I should also, I'm, I'm gonna roll demolition. Two successes, one failure. Uh, all you can see is the frowny face, and it indicates to you that this man is frowning. And, He's frowning. Uh, you can make no assumptions other than those that you have already made in your life. Okay, uh, I made five successes. Uh, this man, this man is. I made zero successes. This man's lying to you, lights in such a way that he's not even he's not even really pretending very much. He's just he's just <laughs> making a casual. He's casually saying, yes, of he course, that's bad. He has duped Kyle and I completely, however. 
Mm-hmm. Kyle's got three feathers and no successes, which is pretty good. This, you, your understanding of this man lights is that he really <laughs> does not care uh, for pretending that he thinks it's bad, but he's just so, putting on a show for you to comfort you. So, like, only the dumbest people would fall for this. I say, looking mm-hmm. at my teammates. <laughs> yes, you say. Look, you say, failure. looking at your teammates out loud. God said that failure just because we keep thinking what we were thinking, and I thought he was he was lying about this from the get go because I'm not stupid. Well, you got zero successes, so you are stupid. Sorry. I say you're, that. You're, you're actively you become stupid. stupid. Hey. I didn't realize I would be stupid. Okay, no, no, you're not that stupid, but you are. You're you're temporarily confused by his frown. It puts you off guard. His ultraviolet frown. It's a blue frowny face, and I'm like, ah, oh, I should hit that because I like my game. Oh, man. Topical Magic the Gathering Arena references. All right. Everyone will get that. I don't even get that. <clears throat> so, he continues and he says, Right, well, um, I suppose that's the, that's the major issue of the day, but uh, I brought you all the way out here, so tell me, uh, tell me more. Tell me about um, combat. Was it uh, threatening? It ran away. They ran away, like, really fast. Uh, we were able to, you know, step on some of them. Scattered. They broke when we... The individual robots them. were weak enough that even me stepping on them would destroy them. Yeah. He makes a little O face, and he starts writing stuff down, and he looks down at his tablet. Where did they go when they ran away? Did they just jump into the water? As far or... as you know, yes. I guess Either they... that or they ran down the side of the ship and somewhere else. I don't know. Well, we picked some of them up. What did they like look like on close inspection? Um, the ones we picked up were like owned, like just completely in tatters. Yeah, but we could like we would be able to tell if they have like little sticky feet, stuff like that. They have really, little, really? They have, um, little pinprick looking feet, kind of a trilobite looking body, I guess. Um, size of a maybe like a, a large rat or a small rabbit, something like that. Um, <laughs> you said a large rat or a small rat. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's a large boulder the size of a small boulder. Ah, oh, that's a topical, um, topical news article reference. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, that's what it looked like. So, anyways, um, he continues writing things down, um, and he says, "So, um, no, uh, no weapons." Yep. The robots they had didn't no fight us. We don't know if they didn't. Mm, no, uh, no stabbing, no lasers, um, no explosions. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, have. Have they he raises one eyebrow, and then he lowers I, it and raises the other, and he keeps have, going back and forth. Have, I shot it with a laser pistol, and that's when it, like, popped open and started running. Shot with a laser... What level of... what? Orange. Orange. Shot with a orange laser pistol, he says as he... He says each word as he writes it down. But, and so, he says, So... Why? I don't understand. Um... If I had to guess, it's probably an evil robot. Has, has this robot fought fought back on other accounts? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, well, he seems, he doesn't, he's kind of trying to figure out what to say, and he's just perplexed. He's, he's definitely perplexed. Maybe it was scared of me. Does this... He opens his mouth, and then he just closes it again, and says, <laughs> Well, Is I, it... I must have had some more important directive perhaps because hmm i do need to point out that this ship had like hundreds of commies on it so maybe it didn't want to engage with that much i suppose if there were overwhelming odds it would perceive it would be a bad idea to engage perhaps it didn't understand 
that there was already combat between all of you, and it thought, hmm. There was definitely obvious combat going on around it. Right. Hmm. But I don't... Is, is Does this robot work at the behest of other secret societies, perhaps? No, not exactly. Probably not. Well, somebody it. had to make it, right? <laughs> oh no, I can't say that out loud. You can't say that out loud. Go ahead and say that out loud. Is this the work of Beta Complex? Oh, you can't say that out loud. You can't say that out loud. You can't say that out loud. He just lets out a bizarre giggle and he says, What? <laughs> Did you think? <laughs> You've been yeah, acting funny ahead. ever Let's since that, that, that full queen scam. <sighs> go ahead, Lance. Can you can, can extrapolate? No, continue I'm good. on the train of thought? No, come on. I'm good. Come on. I'll pass. You don't, you don't want to talk to Dr. Elroy about Beta please Complex? Un- <laughs> please, unravel what it, please unravel the mysteries of Beta Complex for me. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. Now come on. Okay. Uh so so there's so let me understand, right? So there's there's this robot that's very good at camouflage and it Yes. And it and it just goes around and it hides in places that it thinks people won't look and then just mm-hmm. does nothing. Is it spying? It, it does it Oh yes, it monitors. Monitors very specifically. But what's it monitoring for? Everything. But what like and what happens if it but if everything is a lot of things it's it's by definition a yeah, lot of things it's got to be looking for something are there specific right? things it's it's looking for just mm, not right now no it's just observing behavior but it could in the future it's just trying to take in all information definitely so is it is it i don't know much about robots i say uh looking at my one second looking at my sheet uh to understand how much i know about what would i know about What's the skill that would be like, you know stuff about robots? Is it bot spotting? Um, bot programming, bot ops and maintenance, bot spotting. Bot ops and maintenance. Uh, bot programming. Uh, Can I retroactively roll bot ops and maintenance on the wall? <laughs> no, that's no. not really... Not unless you have something very specific you want to time check or wizard, think about. Time magic. Uh, well, no. I, I, you can think about something in your memory. You I can't don't think, think that's about a something stupid in your memory. question. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, there would need to be some specific element. Of right? It no, wanna... I, I understand that. I was just him saying, "Time wizard." <laughs> fuck you. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, so I'm I'm a person who knows an average amount about bots. But so, like, are they like? Is this like a learning period for them? Are they just trying to figure out how to act and what to monitor for before they? He he just kind of nods and smiles. Okay. Do I have to moxie the ultraviolet to understand if he thinks I'm an idiot? I think he thinks sure. I'm an idiot. Go ahead. Let me see. What is my moxie? Oh, my moxie is not good. One second. Uh, it would be... Yeah, it's not bad. One success. That's no pretty failure. bad. <laughs> don't no failure. It's not so bad. No failures. As far as you're concerned, everything this man does is beyond your comprehension. Yeah, he's an ultraviolet. Okay, whatever. Um, what would I roll to see how much this guy thinks we're big morons? Um, Since you already rolled a very good moxie, I'll just let you say that uh, he seems to... He seems to just be appreciating your deductions. Okay. So, so they're they're looking, they're trying to figure out stuff. But then they've been they've used weapons in the past. Is that like, have they like, like, have they attacked people unprompted? Like, have has a wall just turned into flamethrowers and just attacked somebody, or like, do they have to have provocation? No, nothing like that yet. They just have uh, self defense mechanisms, of course. I'm sure they could be used for. Uh, Assassination. Various purposes at some yeah. point in the future. But um, usually if they are provoked, they attack in response. 
Although there are a few cases of them fleeing. Well, uh, let's uh, move on. So uh, I do have um, one very important question. Uh, did one of them happen to break off from the swarm and go in a completely different direction when they uh, left? Did that happen, Goss? Not as far as you remember. I don't remember that no. happening. <laughs> I mean, not that we observed. They could have done that after jumping into the ocean. Or to the below the platform. Water, yeah. Let's see. It would have... Um, he checks his tablet and he flicks through some stuff on it and he says, Roughly um, three to four meters away from the site that you engaged it, it would have stopped for a period of time and then eventually moved on in a different direction after the rest of the swarm had left. Well, what was there three to four meters of space on the boat? Yes. For them to run away on? Mm-hmm. That was probably about where you started stomping on them. Not unless it's one that we stepped on. Hmm. I mean, you would have gotten those. Did you make sure right? to clean up all of the ones that you uh, dismantled? You didn't leave any behind? I would hope so. No, Jesus. I think we gathered all the ones that we that stomped we on and handed them in, right? Broke. I see. Like, if we left any behind, it wasn't intentionally. It was because we didn't see it. Uh, I have reports that the uh, Vulture Squad was there and that internal security was there after. I'm sure they would have found anything that you missed. Hmm. He taps his pen on his chin again. And he thinks... I wonder what this could be about. Nope, that's it. That's all you get. Can't tell you. If you've been listening to the whole series, or at least from Mission 5 and on, then you might be able to know by now. See if you can figure it out. Would, it, would, would the bot that is different, would it look any different, the one that was further away? No, I don't think so. Well, I suppose it might have been defective. Perhaps it was different. Is there any way to identify that bot? You can make a ones? you can make a bot ops and maintenance roll for that if you want. I would like to, to make see a if there was one that was different. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Beast, you can go first. I will go after you. You do not recall anything. Oh, I I did very poorly. Someone else do that. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Let me just uh. Let me just uh. There we go. What do I know, Goss? Uh, that's a zero d six. Um, the zero d six that you rolled approximates the knowledge of you not having seen these things because you were fighting a communist at the time. <laughs> That's true. Um, can I That's even true. roll? Because I did see them momentarily. Yeah, you can roll. He saw them at the point of running away, so if sure. one of them was um, different, what, That's when what kind of roll would this be again? Bot ops and maintenance, buddy. You know what? I'm not going to roll. Okay. Do it. Um, you can't do worse than me. I rolled, I got three failures and no successes. Please you know, mathematically roll. speaking, I can't do worse than that. One success. You don't recall any of them being do worse. different. Three maybe successes. because you're dumb, or it may be because... Oh, uh, let's Zero see. failures with sixes, baby. The good uh, stuff. You also, you also don't recall any of them being different, so either you are not cool enough, or maybe there just weren't any that were different. Anyways, um, he strokes his beard and he says, Very perplexing. Not good at all. Hmm. Is there, like, a variation? It makes sense, but it doesn't quite make sense, he says. Uh- would the purpose of this machine breaking off be to, I don't know, relay its information to wherever it's from? I don't think so. I think it... Well, I don't think it should do that at all. I can't really think of a good reason. These things, they operate in groups. Having one be on Wait, its own would we be... didn't describe this thing happening, and you're saying it shouldn't be doing this thing, so it didn't. That's good, right? Or is that a pattern? He thinks about this for a second. And he says, 
Oh, yes. I suppose that's good. Very well. Is there... I guess. And uh, for the person who, who rolled Moxie uh, with five successes earlier, uh, you can tell that uh, he, he he did not like that that was pointed out. Hmm. He was not happy with that. It's a good thing to what make if we just agree with him on everything? Just go full bootlicking. Uh, you don't want me to start bootlicking. No, no. You trust Cut me. Cut that out of the recording. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to put that as the intro and the exit for the recording. <laughs> Instead yeah, of the explosion, it's hot opener. The new intro is, is lights making that noise. <laughs> no contact. They cut that out. <laughs> All right. Well, um, he uncrosses his leg from his leg, and he crosses his other leg over in the other direction, and he says, Well, I think those are all the questions I wanted to ask you. Uh, is there any other details that you think might be relevant? Hmm. The, the person who told us about, you know, who, who kind of told us to, to come meet with you, uh, asked if we'd caught a live one. And we'd said no, but is there a is there a difference between that? Like, we broke them. Well, no, yeah, no, no, no. But like, is there is there a them. difference functionally between what you can learn from an active one versus a inactive one? Well, just in case you were getting tired of me being very smug about how cool and clever I am and how many secret plots I have, let's be smug about how smart Ram is. Did you notice what he did already? Nobody ever said caught a live one to him. Especially not the person who delivered the tape. The person who delivered the tape didn't know anything about what was going on at all, in fact. Ram has some ideas, and he wants to get some more information out of Dr. Elroy. To do this, obviously, he needs to ask this question, but he doesn't want to make himself appear too smart or too interested. So, he's deflecting the question that he wants to ask onto an imaginary person. Or, in this case, actually, it's a real person, but not one who ever asked any sort of question like this. That way, in case he's stumbling into something a little bit too big for his boots, he won't get in as much trouble. It'll just sound like he was repeating what someone else said, when in reality, he's trying to scope out things as much as he possibly can. Oh, well, it would be it would be quite a different matter if you managed to capture one undamaged. That would be quite interesting indeed if that occurred. I'm assuming that they have some way of deactivating themselves or something if they're caught because people must have tried are to catch these. Are they super prolific? Are we going to run into them again, I mean, you think? speaking, it's unlikely we'll run into them again. Um, probably not for some time. Maybe eventually. Hmm. <sighs> are there ones that are not, like, metal? Like, like I know this one looked like it was, like, a metal wall, but, like, could they look like other material? Oh, yes, their camouflage is quite sophisticated. They can disguise themselves as pretty much any kind of solid, rigid material. Mm. As for cabling and things like that, well, it doesn't quite work yet, but we'll see. Perhaps eventually they will be able to disguise as a more flexible component. Huh. That's scary. Well, wow, these robots really seem... Uh, like, have they been developing fast since you started looking into them? Yes, I suppose you could say that. Okay. They seem uh, pretty incredible, I guess. Yeah, they seem... Yeah, it's pretty spooky stuff. Indeed. I can't imagine what will happen if... Uh... I don't know. You know. I mean, that was in character, by the way. Yeah, I just kind of shake, start shaking my head, and then stop. Can I... Yeah, I think I'm. Put, I think I'm picking up what he's putting down. Well, I suppose that pretty much concludes our interview. Uh, he stands up. Yeah, it was great meeting you. It was an honor. Of course, of course. Yeah, Wonderful thank you so much you. for your time. 
I have a oh, question. Oh, don't think of any. Don't thank you for your time. Thank you for coming in. Uh, since we're here, I've been a big fan of some of your work, Doctor Elroy. Is it? Is there any like uh, publicly available area that can give us like a tour of your work here? Oh, I suppose uh, a little tour couldn't hurt. Sure. Hmm. I look at camera. <laughs> He uh, he looks at his tablet and he says, "What um what sort of field are you interested in, sir?" Um, I suppose just robotics in general. I am a member of the Bot Spotters, after all. Yes, I'll see if um perhaps uh, one of my one of my Jackalbots could uh, take you by one of our facilities before you leave. Yeah, sure, I, sounds great. I know it uh, takes quite a while to actually get in here, so I would really hate for you to leave this empty-handed. Really, yeah. I was hoping we would have more to discuss, but. Sadly, that's just not the case today. Understandable. We'll keep an eye out for you, sir. All right. Thank you so much, and um, goodbye for now. See you. <laughs> he turns around and he heads off. You know. And uh, is there a trash opens. can in here? Door opens and he steps out and closes. Nope, there's no trash cans in here. Sorry. I don't think he asked our names. He, I think, I he, think he, knows he, knows. Names. he knows our names. Thank you for listening to a full year of paranoia. Fight together or die a clone. Or just for listening to this episode if it's the first one you've heard. Or for listening to any combination of episodes of Paranoia, Fight Together, or Die a Clone in the past. By the way, does my voice sound normal? No, you sound a little sick. A little sick. Hmm. Are you sick? I don't think so, but my throat's a little weird. God has COVID. I'm, I'm gonna get a drink real quick. Maybe that'll fix my life. I'll be okay. Everyone has COVID now, so, except me because I'm vaccinated. Lights. You need to. You literally yeah. probably actually have COVID. <laughs> you get vaccinated. <laughs> Yeah, well, step one, I'm two, three, Damn. four. I don't know. How many does my card say? I have not been vaccinated. Well, I work. Oh, wait, I'm not going to dox myself on a stream. <laughs> <laughs> not live, but you could. You could you... <laughs> That's data cells we're talking about, COVID. Yeah, I'm in the far-flung future where COVID is not an issue when this is being broadcast. Yeah. God, I can only COVID pray. will definitely be over. It will be, because... I, I don't even know if they're, they're done through the side quest yet, are they? It's not going to be over by the time this airs. This will never air. That's also not true. This will be this will automatically upload because an AI will find like a note on Goss' calendar being like, please upload this in the far-flung future and be like, oh, yes, I have to upload. If I die from COVID.